garbage. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. Hey, this is Courtney. And I'm Matt. We talk through the do-dos and don't-dos of personalized learning. Yes, we do. Yeah. So we are in a series of pods right now. Yeah. We're talking about grades. Grades. What are we going to talk about today, though? Actually, today we're going to talk about, like, do we even need grades? Like what, why do what? we, why do we have grades and do we actually need them? This sounds like it's going to be a good one. I think it is going to be a good one. All right. All right. So let's start with a statement. Do we need grades? No. I agree with that. We'll see you next week with okay. part three. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So last week we well, talked about yeah. like how to score courses and stuff, right? And how to put stuff together. Yeah. So we were talking through like when a district starts moving to standards-based grading or personalized learning or learner-centered proficiency-based or competency-based education, how kind of this thing happens where you get to this point where you realize that the marking system, how you communicate how a learner is doing needs to change. Mm -hmm. And then we were just kind of talking through some of the sticking points, some of those like developmental hurdles, if you will, that districts um, and schools go through. So this week we decided, hey, let's just like go all the way to the other end where you eventually get, I feel like. (laughs) I think so. I think so. Do we even need grades? Well, it seems like a radical concept, right? (laughs) Yeah, it kind of does, but not really. Once you get down a path, it kind of is like, like what what do we when do we all right so let's like okay 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 Okay, all right here we go what are grades like when we say Ah. that word grade what is it we mean or what do we think the populace understands it to be those are two different things i agree that's why i said that. so (laughs) (laughs) so the populace thinks a grade is a um a response to what a kid knows so if i get a 78 on a test okay they are assuming that i got 78 percent correct yes and i'm missing 22 percent is that true or false what (laughs) (laughs) if i get a 78 on a test that means I got 78% of it correct and 22% of it incorrect. Is that true or false? Um, I'm supposing it's true. It's false. Okay. So. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> oh, I walked into that. And it's yeah. false because think of the way that, that we grade, right? We, we, we look at tests and in any subject area, we take points off. For things that are incorrect, right? Right. Right. So we start at 100 and we start marking down for when things are wrong, quote quote unquote wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Whether they are or not. Yeah. So it's a different story. But we take points off. And then when you're done marking, you do some addition and subtraction. And that's your grade. True. The percentage fallacy is a fallacy. Oop, I gave it away. <laughs> so it, it has nothing to do with percentage. So, and 
We know that because every year, maybe every unit, but at least every year as teachers, we kind of tweak the way we grade a little bit. That's true. Well, I'm only going to take off a quarter point for that minor mistake. But the year before, I took off a full point because I thought it was more important than it was. But I know it now Uh, I'm evolving and it wasn't, so I'm going to adjust my system. Yeah. So the more you think about it, it's not really percent at all. So when a kid gets a 78 or an 85 or a 92 or whatever, it's just a matter of how many points I decided to make up to take off from kids. Right. So You're the right. percentage stuff is is out, and I, I'm oh, I'm going to say another fallacy. Yeah, I'm going I'm going to say the percentage, the zero to hundred, because it's a hundred, and a hundred percent is something we're used to, but we never actually graded on a percent. We just didn't, unless we had like a five question. Let's go with math questions. Okay. Right? Yeah, I had yeah, yeah. Five math questions. Right. And I got four of them correct answer and you equal we weigh them all equally and they were 80 so i got an 80 yeah even though i may have made mistakes on my way to yeah. randomly finding the right answer or i may have just made a tiny mistake in all four of them right it didn't really matter yeah nobody grades that way right. i'm just going to put that out there okay. nobody grades that way and if you do you really should rethink about the way you're grading <laughs> so that so that's why i think people evolved to the point system that are oh well that's a minor mistake, Courtney. Yeah, so you should it shouldn't be everything is half off now. And right? then to throw out a whole other thing, but you can make those up later by answering a bonus question about like what color socks I wear. So it turned out you get a hundred and eight on this. Exactly. Even though you've got Wait, four out of five wrong. <laughs> what? Okay, anyway. So So yeah, yeah so I, I think the percentage fallacy is a fallacy. Okay. So talk about one to four scales, right? Yeah. If we talk about one to four scales and kids get three on particular targets, does that mean they're proficient on the target? That depends on how much evidence you have, right? Yeah. If I'm doing a particular assessment right. and I get a three on something, that means I've I'm I've got a three on okay, that right. assessment. So do you for consider uh, do you consider grades to encompass those kinds of marks on proficiency statements of proficiency is that a grade i think that's the way the populace thinks it okay right because you have to i think they're thinking that you have to report something okay so what we report out that would you would you say a grade is meant to be a summary of student performance yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Okay. I think that's what people are looking for, right? Yeah. Right over time. Right. It's like, where am I? I'm at How a three yeah. or I'm at a four or I'm at a two. Okay. If you talk one to fours, we've right. already dismissed the zero to hundreds and yeah, yeah, basically yeah. the same yeah. thing with ADEFs, I would say. Yeah. So, yeah, you're looking for a summary of performance. That's yeah. what that's what. So that's what a grade is. Okay. So does that hold true for um, all senses of when we use grades? So like we use because an assignment can get a grade. Mm-hmm. But then you can also get a grade for a course mm-hmm. um, or a semester, right? You can get, you see what I'm saying? Like that mm-hmm. there's different kinds of grades. Sure. So um, does that hold true, the statement that a grade is a summary of performance? Is that true for um, an assignment as well as a class? I think it could depend on the assessment. Okay. So... If it's an assessment that's like a combination of things or that took a lot of time, yeah, um, maybe then you could give a grade on that. 
But I would argue on those individual assessments, I don't think you have to. And that's why I think we start going down this path of right. what about grades, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to just kind of like lay out yeah, like absolutely. Where, where do things start? Because not in the systems you and I work in, because right. we're in a very different place, but yeah. in more traditional systems, people get grades on assignments. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's kind of the lingo. Like, what was your grade on this essay? Or what was sure. your grade on this test? So I think in those cases, it is still a summary of performance, right? Yes. Wait, not taking into yep. account like how that's actually you know decided right. sure. or told, but that's what a grade is. Yep. Okay. Because it, I'll keep going, but I have a question for you. Okay. Well, no, ask your question. Okay. So if we're saying that that, that grade that you're given yeah. on whatever that individual assessment that we're talking right is a summary of performance on that one, right? Is it a shorthand for the feedback we're supposed to be giving to learners? No. Is it supposed to be? Is it designed that way? Hmm. I'm not sure if I'm asking the right question here. Well, are you trying to get at like which is more valuable? That grade yeah, I was hoping you'd the... answer yes instead of no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did that the, like about seven minutes yeah, ago. We, yeah. <laughs> so I think we, because we have argued all the time that yeah. that the point of of giving uh, an, a, some type of assessment is being able to provide feedback to the learner right. for how they can do better the next time right. or, or where they are and the feedback yes. kind of gives them some, some advice. Right. And the grade, I think, would be a shorthand version of that feedback. Even if you're providing feedback, you know, I've got this long list of things that I'm giving feedback to you for, hmm. but the overall grade I'm going to give you is a 3.5. Okay. So I think... Like, I can see how that, that might be how grades evolved. Like, I'm sitting here, I'm actually like, I, I want to go do some more research on, like, the history of grades, right? Because, yeah, how did we start using this Feel system? Free. I'm going, <laughs> nerd! <laughs> True. <laughs> how did, like, you know, how did this all evolve? Like, sure. um, And I can, I think that that's probably, a, that's a logical standpoint to see that kind of grades evolved as a as a shorthand for feedback right as more as true. more learners were entering the public school system and blah 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 mm -hmm. um but the problem is is that they don't do that explain so effective feedback feedback that actually helps learners improve has certain um uh characteristics so one thing it does is it it clearly shows the learner where they are in relation to the expected outcome or the expected proficiency level. The grade does? No, the feedback. The feedback does. Feedback does. Um, I would fully agree. Yes. Okay, good, because that's kind of like solidly backed up by oh, lots of research. And like, I can continue as co-host. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you win. Yes. Um, the, the second thing it does is that it... Um, describes what and points out where the um maybe you might say mistakes i'm trying not to use the word mistakes but where they how and where they fell short of the expectations mm -hmm. and then the third thing it does and this is where a lot of feedback stops at that yep. um the third thing effective feedback that actually impacts learning does is that it offers the next steps or it offers the pathway for how to improve 
you're right. I don't think that always happens. No, it re- it does because yeah. that's, that's I think that's the struggle. That's the struggle. But yeah. okay, so if that's what actually helps learners get better, a grade, whatever it is, will never do that. Just slapping a percentage on won't do that. Slapping a letter grade won't do that. Slapping a one through four on it won't do that either. Right. Some of them are better than others. Like, you know, I can see how when you're in a well-established proficiency-based system and you're using well-crafted scoring scales and you know you have a 2.5, that tells you a lot more than just A, B, C, or D or 75. But it doesn't fulfill those three criteria. No, you need you need something else to go with the 2.5 yeah. in order to make that meaningful. Right. Which is goes back to the feedback right yeah even if you have a 2.5 and a really good scoring guide right. that tells you where you are in the yeah. scoring guide it doesn't provide that feedback no. on, onto what's next no, it's it just doesn't. like this is where yeah. you are right and yeah exactly okay yeah so yeah. if they're not as useful then why do we have them that's a really great question um i think we have them because we want a way to um, quickly summarize where a learner is and how they're doing. I, I think that that to communicate to parents, eventually to communicate to um, outside institutions. Um, and you're making your you're ready to jump face good. <laughs> well, I, I, I am yeah. because you it it's got me thinking when you when you talked about the that you were going to do some research in the history of grading. Yeah, yeah. And you went, nerd. Yeah. And I went, nerd, yeah. in my head. And now I'm like, oh, that'd be actually really interesting. It would be really because interesting. Because you're like, what's the point of, why? like, yeah. why did we have a grade in the first place? And yeah. and my, my quick glib response was, well, because we always have. You know, we've always given grades. Yeah. Back to the beginning of schools, we gave grades, or marks, I guess they were then, in olden times, that we gave grades but they gave feedback then too right they gave feedback they gave to feedback. kids they gave feedback they act i mean we've all teachers have always given yes. some sort of feedback um good teachers have given that support on to what's next how you can improve and that is just what we've always done as teachers but it always comes down to a mark so why did that start for one and how do we get away from it now? Because you said, you know, that's it's it's a it's a shorthand. It's what the community expects. It's what colleges right. kind of expect. Right. It's like, but now we have jobs. When was the last time you got a grade for how you're doing? You know what? Um, I haven't. However, I am going to say that that that's happening now. Though we don't get as um, teachers as part of evaluation systems. We don't necessarily get like A, B, C, or D, um, but we do get yep. a grade. But what's the more important part of that grade? It's the feedback. Yeah, it's the right? feedback. It's the it's feedback like, yeah. on how to get better. Yeah. But then we get a shorthand grade we at the end, which kind of judges yeah. you. Right. <laughs> it's so judgmental. But it's <laughs> it's interesting because I, as a district administrator, you don't I, get a grade. I'm not part of that system, no. So I don't get a grade. No, we could. We but could, I get we feedback. Could, you get lots of feedback. <laughs> oh, different story. <laughs> you get lots of feedback. I do get lots of feedback, but it doesn't. 
it doesn't come down to a grade. I don't get, yeah. uh, you know, a 2.83 or a 78 or a B plus. Right. So I don't get any of those things, I, but, I, but I get feedback. Yeah. Which helps me further my yeah, job. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, so on a regular basis, yes, it's the same for me too. People don't like go. So I'm thinking now. Although actually we do joke a lot. Some 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 colleagues will kind of joke and joke with me and be like, you just got a three on that, you know, like on doing oh, sure. something. And it's a lot of fun. But well, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of the jobs beforehand. Yeah. So we, we both had jobs before we were in education. We did. Yeah. So I was in retail. Yep. And you were in some type of zoo situation. <laughs> Let's say environmental education. <laughs> some type of zoo, zoo education. Was... <laughs> so I'm thinking about the feedback that I got on a year-to-year basis when I was a retail manager. Yeah. And it was feedback. And there was lots of feedback, a lot of pages of feedback. And some the only numbers I got, though, Yeah, like a were performance like, review. Yeah. But the, the only numbers I got were financial numbers, which our actual numbers, yeah. but I didn't get <laughs> grades on each one of those. I got feedback on each one of the, the different sections that I was right. I was being judged at uh, yeah, yeah, whether yeah. I get raises or the next year, but I, right. I never got an actual grade. I just got tons of feedback right. with the supporting evidence, basically. Yeah. What about, what about you? Yeah, uh, same kind of thing. No numbers at all, though. Yeah. No numbers. Yeah. There was the the only numbers that weren't mine were financial numbers. Yeah, it was more. It was just like a sit down talk, kind of. This yeah. is what was going well. Blah blah blah. Like, actually, more often than not, it's what do you think is hmm. going well? It isn't even. Um, all right, so I want to steer us back a little bit. Um, I thought you just did right there. I did. I did. Yeah. That was very good. Why? Thank you. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of. We'll post some some resources to go to you've heard us talk about um inside the black box before Mm -hmm. by uh black and william and a few other people Mm -hmm. um and there's this it talks about a lot of things that happen in the classroom the classroom is the black box if you didn't know that but um it does go into grading and feedback and one of the things they talk about is how very clear evidence that um like statistical evidence not not anecdotal that Mm -hmm. uh learners who don't get any grades at all and just get feedback um, by a pretty significant degree um, outperform or have higher achievement than other kids. Even even ones who get grades and feedback and ones who just get grades. So like, anyway. Um, I love that. That's so awesome. It's really awesome. That's so awesome. Right? And then so Ed Week has, uh, Education Week has some um, articles there. There's one I'm looking at right now. It's from, it's actually from January of 2018. I don't know if the current issue has anything. No, it doesn't. But now and then it does. But this is, it's a commentary, but it's no students don't need grades. And it kind of goes through all of this. And here, so it it gives four points about like, if you're going to kind of go gradeless in your classroom. Um, And it's totally recognizing that most teachers in the United States still have to give a grade at some point. Yeah, it's just the ex- expectation. It's, it's, it's just it's the expectation. That's what we have to do. Yep. Um, so he kind of talks about ways to this. But number four, the last point is bring students into the report card conversation. If your district mandates report cards, you might not be able to escape assigning a number altogether. Sit down with your students at the end of each marking period and discuss what work did they complete and what skills did they acquire over time. How did students handle your feedback? Then simply ask them to grade themselves. 
And that is where we're going to leave you this week. Yeah, so no, learners don't need grades. We can do without it. Lots of places already do. Um, and I mean, we could talk more about ways of communicating that summary, but mm -hmm. that's it right there. Have the learners talk about it. And then if you have to assign them a grade, they choose their grade. We're going to be continuing this series. Yep. So please give us our feed, give us feedback to us. Uh, do you do that on Twitter at PLearnMC? You can go to Facebook, PLearnZ, um, PLearnMC. <laughs> One of those. Once somewhere. Personalized <laughs> learning with Matt and Courtney, PLearnMC.com. And you can find our um, parking lot there where you can add some thoughts. Yeah, we'd love, we'd love to have your feedback and, and talk about what's yeah, really like, important to you about this. If there's any of you out there who are currently gradeless or you attended a school where you were gradeless, kind of chime into the conversation. We'd love to get some other voices in on this one. So one thing that we're also going to do starting uh, over the new year, which is in about a month from now, if you're listening this one on time, we're going to respond to Education Week at a whole issue about four big questions shaping the movement of personalized learning. Mm. So I thought that was kind of right up our alley since, you know, it's our name. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about that in a, in a series uh, after the new year. And you know what? We can also talk a little bit about the recent NPR piece about personalized learning. Yes, we can. Yeah. And we will be. So we'll talk about all these things. Yeah.